Hey, good morning, good morning, morning. Thanks for tuning in to Spiritual Breath. Today, we want to do a recap on Monday's teaching, the teaching of having a fist-pumping moment. Yeah, fist-pumping moment. Um, you'll find me in Exodus chapter 14, and we'll be dealing with verses 8 through round about 15. I want you to understand that a fist-pumping moment is you having a celebratory moment with God where you're actually throwing your fist up and pumping in the air to show that you're coming out of a situation or to use it as a knocking uh, mentality that you're knocking on the door asking for entrance. Uh, again, to get out of this situation that you're you're in. And now as we look at Exodus chapter 14, and um, remember this, that Exodus is representing just that exiting out of a situation coming from up from under some situation or concern in this case we're going to talk about pharaoh and the egyptians and how they were going against the israelites or the children of israel however you want to look at that terminology used for this now what we have to understand is that after moses has visited with pharaoh for several times in the chapters he was asking to release his people so that they can go to a place that God has stored up for them, a place where they will be free to worship him in any manner that they see fit. And the Bible says several times that God has hardened uh, Pharaoh's heart, that he would, you know, be against the, the, the children of Israel as they uh, um, prepare to leave. And it was a back and forth for that. So we get to chapter 14 and finally, Pharaoh has come to a place where he's given them permission to leave the area and go and pursue their God, go and worship where their God is or do whatever uh, they wanted to do, but leave the area. And what we, we found out that his heart was so hardened against them that he decided that he should go and, and get the people back to be the slaves that they were for 400 some odd years. Um, he didn't want to let him go, even though he gave him his word, he wanted to be, to forfeit that and then come back and, you know, claim it as his own. So, <clears throat> sorry about that. So what we're seeing now is in chapter 14, we're, we see them exiting. We see them leaving. And in verse eight, you'll see, it says in the King James version, and the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with their hand, high hand. In other words, that's our fist pumping moment. They're raising their hand up to celebrate that they are coming out of the bondage, coming out of a situation. For the sake of discussion, we're going to use Pharaoh as the as the adversary and uh, those army men of Pharaoh as the imps that are constantly trying to antagonize you or come against you to cause you to forfeit your blessing. And the key word is to forfeit your blessing. I want you to understand that the devil has no authority to do anything unless you give it to him. And nine times ten, we give it to him because of sin. Now, as we move on in verse eight, it said, but the Egyptian pursued after them. And uh, horses, the chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his mighty army overtook them and camped them um, by the sea. What you're seeing now that there's a time when you're coming out of a situation in this picture here that the devil have all his imps and himself to surround you and try to smother you and try to force you to say or do something that would bring you or have you to forfeit your blessing, have you to do something that will cause you to fall into the act of sin, whereas your 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 blessing will be delayed. Perfect example of this or illustration to use is you remember when Peter was walking on the water when he came out the boat, the Bible made a clear picture that it was wind blowing and the water was very rough. 
but yet he was standing on the water. And then in front of him was Jesus standing on the very thing that he feared. And he feared the water, he feared the wind. And as we see, the more that he embraced his fear and his doubt, he began to sink. But he realized at the time when he was at his lowest point, where he felt like all hope was gone, he called out on the name of Jesus. And the Bible says immediately, they, uh, he reached out and, and secured him and put him back in the boat. So this is the same thing that's going to happen later on as we keep going. We're going to see that the, the, the children of Israel sent out an SOS in verse 10. It says, and when Pharaoh drew now, the children of uh, Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptian marched um, after them and they were sore, S-O-R-E, afraid, meaning that they were really, just really terribly afraid. And it says, um, carrying on, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. I want y'all to see there's a key thing here. He did, you don't see that he cried to Moses. You don't see that he cries to the, any other priest and they cried to each other. They cried out to the Lord. Let me tell you something. When you get in a place of bondage, we can all agree that we will reach out and call to God for that immediate help. We don't worry about whoever to connect with. We want God and God alone. But just like anything else, we have to come to a place where we realize where our strength comes from. We have to understand that God is there to help us. But you know, with all that, when you're so pressured and you're so bound up with things, doubt is easy to, to come in. Even though you called on them, you have to be able to wait and wait for the process. Wait for that, that change to come. You got to allow God to move and you have to stand still and wait for that thing to manifest. In chapter uh, 14 and verse 11 of Exodus, and he said here, Moses, because they said, and they said unto Moses. Now here they're having a conversation. These same people crying out to God. Now they're turning to the leader who's leading them out of the situation. And they said, they said unto Moses, because uh, there were no graves in Egypt, has thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore have thy the, uh, dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? In other words, they're saying, man, you should just left us where we are at. At least we know what to expect. Now you're going to put it up here and now we're going to die here with nothing. At least we had some type of dignity for us. We knew that our job was to tend to the Egyptians. We knew that we will once be fed. We knew that we will be clothed. We knew that we were in bondage, but at least we know where we stand. Now you're taking us into the unknown and now they're questioning. Isn't it just like you, you know, you're saying, God, you said you're putting them on. You can bear God. You put me in this place. Lord, why are you doing this? Not knowing the full picture, not not ready to go through the full process, immediately you want to jump out and start saying what you could have, would have, should have. And then you start questioning the leadership, the people that God has put over you of authority to guide you into the things of righteousness. You begin to question them because doubt has set in and fear has overcome you. But don't worry about it. There is a solution. In verse 12 of Hebrew, I mean, Exodus uh, 14 and 12, it said, it's not this, the word that did tell thee in Egypt, this is Moses talking, saying, let us alone and they will serve the Egyptian for, um, <clears throat> for if it had been better for us to serve in the uh, Egyptians, then we should die in the wilderness. I'm sorry, that was a repeat of the next statement of those people still uh, of talking. In other words, these are, are, are words that they're now saying to Moses, listen, man, why, why did you just not leave us alone? 
And then Moses said unto the people at 13, Fear you, uh, he said, Fear you not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians come, ye shall see uh, today, ye shall see them again no more forever. In other words, here you're seeing that Moses gave them a roadmap for their success. He was telling them, you have to uh, uh, go through the process. And he gave them three points to stand on. He said, fear not, one, stand still, two, and three, see the salvation of the Lord. In other words, he's telling you that you have to fear not because if God said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. But you need to stand still and wait for the thing to go through its process. I don't care how the devil is pressing you. I don't care how many issues are being raised up in this moment. You have to stand still and let God do his work. And then he said, if you stand still, you will see the salvation of the Lord. For you all that maybe are in a place right now, the bondage, trying to uh, see how to make it through. I want to tell you now, you should throw your hand up and have a fist pump, a pump or a praise at time. Because the Bible says, do whatever situation that you have. And look at Moses says, he says, which you should uh, see today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them more. In other words, whatever issue that you're going through, whatever thing that you're transitioning, I'm here to tell you that God is telling you that I'm going to take you out of it and I'm going to remove it. And then he says in 14, 14, 14 of Exodus, that really solidify the position. He says this, the Lord shall fight for you and you shall, and you shall hold your peace. In other words, it's time for you to be quiet. It's time for you to get out of the way and let God do what he does. Let God be able to move in the manner that needs to be done and you shall be blessed. So in other words, you have a fist pumping moment that is coming now. All you have to do is remember the three principles. Fear not. Trust in God. Believe that he's going to lead and guide you into all trees. Believe that all things work together for those who love the Lord. Believe that God has, would not withhold no good thing for you. And they stand still because you got to allow the Lord to fight your battle because the battle is not yours. It is the Lord. And then lastly, see the salvation of the Lord, meaning stand still and watch God do what he do. Give all honor and glory unto God. Trust him in everything that you do. Lean not to your own understanding, but celebrate God and thank him for the small things. Just because things are looking difficult now, you have to know that there is something better coming. And God has it all in his perfect plan and his timing. You just need to be patient and don't abort the process. With that being said, hey, spiritual breath. JT on the line. I just wanted to tell you again, this was a fist pumping moment. Hey, tune in next time when we talk a little bit more about different things that's coming on and be prepared for some exciting things to happen as the months go on into the new year. We're looking for a blessed time in the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. I'm JT. If you ever want to talk to me or want to have a conversation, if you want to ask more questions, please email me at ApostleJTJohnson at gmail.com. Leave your comments there. Or if you're on Facebook or on Anchor, leave a note or wherever front line that you see that you can get in contact with me. Take advantage of that and let me know. I'll be glad to talk to you. Have a great one. God bless.